Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace, and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before, and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. When Maria's mom passed, she was only 70 pounds. She had ALS and was extremely weak. The night before the reading, Maria dreamt this beautiful image of her mom, strong, dressed to the nines, really validating that this is how she wanted Maria to remember her. And knowing that from the moment the soul left the physical body, she left behind every and any disability and or ailment and did not take it with her. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Hey Spirit. How I see the souls of the departed is very different. I see shadows and silhouettes, but more importantly, I feel an emotional bond that you shared with them or how you knew them here in the physical world, and then they will make me feel how they pass. So I already am having difficulty breathing. They're laboring my breathing. So they had to have passed from heart, lungs, or chest. Is that correct? Yes. I don't know who's giving me the information yet because I am already entering the other side, but there's a lot of souls stepping forward. Oh, okay. So even though sometimes what happens is, especially when we have some, because I feel like there's a young soul that has departed. Is that correct? Someone that left the physical world before we feel their time. Yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. When a young soul steps forward, they will bring forward other souls to validate that they're not alone. Okay that they are with other loved ones. Even if they didn't know them here in the physical world, they know each other on the other side because they're connected to you and that is the soul circle. Okay. I can feel with deep within my soul that you feel as if you lost everything with this death. And it's almost like your soul is completely shattered. Yes. Then the other thing is I feel like I heard I am newly departed. So newly for me is within two years, but I even felt newer than that. Is that correct? Yes. You have several souls there. I'm going to start with the young male that's departed. Young for me is anyone that left the physical world before we feel their time. Okay. How do you connect with that? Um, I mean, I, uh, I lost a friend when he was young. Okay. Um, and I lost a cousin when he was four. And I was four. And uh, someone filled up with fluid. So did somebody drown or was, it, was there a drowning to that passing of where they filled up with fluid p- prior to their departure yes. or as they departed? Yes. Okay. And, and how do you It wasn't a, a, drown, a drowning. How they described it to me is that their lungs no longer worked so that then they would fill up with fluid and um, she couldn't, this is not the young person. Um, she couldn't like. That's okay. Yeah. But she couldn't then she breathe. Couldn't, or- yeah, exactly. Or release the fluids or swallow or so remember now who is who is the mom that's departed my mom and you were you afraid that she wasn't going to come through today or was there a reservation of oh my god you know what I I believe in an afterlife I I I even know I I I follow Teresa but I'm, I'm afraid what if my mom doesn't show up yes because it, it's it's really new, and I don't know how that works. Okay. So I've channeled a soul at the moment, right within minutes after they died. Oh, okay. I've channeled souls that would pass for 60 years. Oh. So what happens is if your mom is so newly passed, okay, 
it's going to be hard for her to like talk about things that have happened, you know, so they, they just have to work a little bit harder. And, um, she, your mom, your mom just came forward to her. She's this beautiful. How do you connect with lipstick with your mom? Did she love to wear lipstick mm -hmm. or was lipstick her thing? Yeah, it was. Cause she said to me, she says, Teresa, all my daughter wants to know is if I'm at peace, if I'm okay. And I want her to know how much I love her. And that I am sorry that she couldn't be there for me the way that she wanted to be or that you needed to be. Mm -hmm. Well, with COVID, yes. Okay. I can hear your voice though. So did, did you talk to your mom on the phone or would, or would somebody like hold the phone to her ear? I, I would talk to her on the um, phone, but I was with her the night she, um, okay. she passed. So this is why your mom is giving me all of these things to give you that peace in knowing. And, and then your mom just looked at me and she said, Teresa, my daughter needs to sleep. My daughter hasn't slept. Mm -hmm. She's making me feel like I can hear your voice and I can hear you and how you would tell me that it was going to be okay. She made me feel like she has me laying in the bed as if I were her. And I can feel you walk into the room. I can feel you hold my hand. And then in that moment, there was something that you felt that you knew that your mom knew that you were there. Mm -hmm. Whether if her eyes opened, whether she squeezed your hand. Right. She was like completely paralyzed, but her eyes were able to move. That was the only thing that was able to move. So through that, you yeah. knew. You she, knew. I felt like she, could, she knew I was yes. there. She did. Okay. What I love what your mom is doing at this moment is validating for you that everything that you felt, that you feel, that you thought, know that that was her soul. Know that that was her and she heard everything. And I can feel you. Did you at literally or actually lay in the bed with her? Because mm -hmm. I can feel you laying in the bed. Yeah, her. I did. She said to me, she goes, Teresa, I wouldn't have traded those hours for anything. She says, and even though I couldn't respond, it was almost like I can, your mom just made me feel like you were telling her stories. Mm -hmm. And literally, I feel like you saw her smile or you felt it. That's what I did. I, I did feel like I thought she smiled. It was like your mom made me close my eyes and like feel like how it feels like when I start to connect with the soul as they enter the room. And she, I, I can feel her soul like comforting me. And it was the most amazing thing. And then to hear you talking about the stories and the good times and I can feel her smile. And your mom made me feel like she showed me a light switch. It's my symbol for that we had to make choices and decisions connected to our loved ones passing. Mm -hmm. Your mom says all of the right choices and decisions were made as well. Your mom also brings forward a father figure. So if your dad isn't passed, then it would be her dad. Uh -huh. So know that they're together as well. Okay, good. She says, I want you to know that I did not suffer to my death. Your mom said to me, she said, you know, Teresa, she said it was the hardest thing to watch my daughter watch me be sick. She says, but she wouldn't have been able to have handled my last breath. No. Did you, I don't know what it is. Did you take a picture of her and her, you and her while you were in the bed? Or I did. <sighs> Not for anyone else to see. No. 
for myself. But for you, for you. Was there a thing of where she said, I don't want to do anymore, or oh, I'm done, or I don't want to do this? So she said, um, it was like an ALS type of um, disease. Oh, okay. So um, in the last few months, she was losing her ability to speak. So uh, I did a FaceTime because of COVID. They wouldn't let me in. Oh, okay. And um, she said, done. And okay. um, I said, okay. And I, they let me come see her. And um, what she did do is she stopped eating. Now, she wasn't really, the swelling was hard anyway, but they, you know, they were able to push it. But mm -hmm. she purposely okay. stopped eating. And I didn't know that she did that. She, she did that. Because it, the doctors didn't tell me. They kept saying she's eating. So when I got to finally see her, um, she was 70 pounds. And Ugh. I would have... Um, I just feel like the doctor is like, I don't, I don't know why they didn't tell me because I would have maybe been able to, there's restrictions with COVID, but gotten there earlier. But she chose at that point, she didn't want to fight anymore. So by stopping eating, she knew she would go and even drinking, you know, anything to mm -hmm. keep her alive. So she says, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. No. I almost feel like she, now was her mom departed? Mm -hmm. I feel like she had some type of, like she started seeing other loved ones and I almost felt like she, it was something where she knew that her, that, that she was done. Yes, that is true. She was seeing other her, people that had passed. Validating that that was 100% true. Mm -hmm. It wasn't medications. It wasn't an illness. It yes. was happening. Mm -hmm. Again, validating that she wasn't alone when she died. And she wasn't afraid. She's like, after everything that I've been through, she goes, and my daughter will tell you, I fought. She did I fight. Fought. She had COVID she for three months and she beat it. Oh, my God. Like on her deathbed, she beat COVID and lived for another Amazing. three months. She wasn't ready. And then one day she just was. Mm -hmm. But I felt like she was didn't want to leave because of me. I, she said I needed to make sure that my daughter was going to be okay. So, yes, it was about her. Your mom has this. Her soul is just so, she just got to a part of my soul that I can't allow spirit to get to because it's too emotional. And I think this just shows the strength and, and her love and her bonds that she shared with you on how she will do anything to let you know that she's okay. And she, and she showed me, she says, I had the best care. We did everything that we could. She says, but I needed my daughter to see that there was no, nothing more. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, I always said, I never want anything to keep me alive. Yeah. She says, I'm glad I did what I did. She says, but it was to leave you with the gift of knowing that we did everything. She says, I need you to know that. Do you have a picture of her dad and her when she was little? Mm hmm she just said to me, she goes, tell her this is what I want her to visualize. Like me dancing with my dad. Yeah, she's dancing the in the picture. Yeah. 
Shut up. Yeah. She's dancing. She's little. Like really uh, little, you know. Yeah. I see like some like three like yeah. dancing with their dad like yeah. at a wedding. <laughs> she they, they're just dancing like uh. Yeah. These are the things that freak me out. Like even after doing what I do, like how would I know that? For her to show me that, like this is what she's saying. When you have those moments and you and and you're like so sad and you're thinking, oh my god, what could I? She says, remember that. And the reason why I also asked her for something else was because she said something to me that I felt was so powerful and beautiful. And I don't want you to misinterpret this in any way. She said, I needed my daughter to see that I stayed and did everything so that she knew that it was truly my time. She says, I fought for you. I believe that. She says, I have no regrets. She says, I, it was hard. It was terrible. Horrific at times, especially for my daughter. But the gift to be left with her knowing that we did everything possible. I had the best of the best care. Are you a lot like your mom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much. I, I don't know how to say this. She, she's like, but I live on through my daughter and I feel like everything about you, whether it is the way that you look, maybe your soul, but did you read, do you ever see that movie, All of Me, with um, Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin? I don't remember it. She is older and she doesn't want to die. She wants to be young. So she hires this guy to take her soul and put it into her niece. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets messed up. The soul, her soul ends up, Lily Tomlin's soul ends up going into Steve Martin. Oh, that's funny. I have to watch that. And I have to I have to say this. I, I really don't watch many movies. Like I'm not a movie person. So, but certain movies become my symbols. So I love how she showed me. And I guess because the movie was so funny. And I think that what she's trying to show me, because I've never had this before, um, is to say like, this is how much fun we had. Like, I'm gonna, you know, you are my legacy mm -hmm. and I live through you and you have part of my soul with you and I will live on in you. And I, I almost feel like I, I weirdly wanna say, you know that, like you- That I've been I'm, feeling, yes. I've never had that before with someone, I feel my mom's soul in me, like she's, in me living my life with me. Yeah, I do feel that. Your mom talks about, um, your mom, oh, she says, can you tell her again how beautiful I look? <laughs> she goes, <laughs> that would be my mom, just so you know. That's, she, that's all she, you know, like the worst part I felt of the end was how she looked. Would I, Like I said to her, this would kill you if I put, jokingly, because we just, we find laughter in everything. Mm -hmm. That's her, mm -hmm. that's how we go through life. We, she went through it. And I said to her when she was on her deathbed, I said, honestly, mom, if you looked in a mirror, that would kill you anyway, because she was so vain and she just wanted to be back to her. She was beautiful, breathtakingly beautiful. And um, so I love the fact she brings me right back to the beginning. The first thing, the lipstick. Yeah, her lipsticks. But she, she must have changed her outfits at least three times. And 
each one was just, but so sophisticated. Yeah. And, and, and vibrant yes. and her hair's all done. And just like, she walks in the room and it's like, I just want to be happy. Like yeah. it's just, you can't, you have to smile when she walks into the room. I had a dream about her the other night, the only dream since she passed. And um, she was about 30 in it and she looks so beautiful. And I, vibrant. and I thought, oh God, please let her like that, who she is. You know, I, I get scared that they pass mm -hmm. and stay in that horrible no. body that they die in. The, from the second the soul leaves the physical body, they leave behind all of the disability and ailment with the physical body. They don't take it with them. And I love how she showed me the young picture of her dancing with her dad. Yeah. And now show on how beautiful she looks and vibrant she looks. Yeah, she's beautiful. Would, would, would she change the color of her hair? Yes. Because she, I literally looked at her. I thought she was blonde, then I look back, and then she's a brunette, yes. and then I thought she was a redhead. Yes, I'm like, wait her. a minute. That is her. She was blonde, brown, and then red. Yes, that was her. No! <laughs> <laughs> that was. And in my dream, she was had brown hair because that's what she was before she went red. And your mom was just like, look, the only thing she wants to know is that I'm okay, that I'm at peace, and that I'm safe, and I'm healthy. That's it. And it's almost like... She says you even smell her at times. Like there are things that remind you of her, whether it be a perfume or just a scent. And you're like, oh, my God, that's my mom. Yeah, well, everything right now reminds me of her. Yeah. Well, know that she's with you at that exact moment. Do you, um, did you just recently see ladybugs? Stop. Yeah. Yesterday on the window, I, there was a ladybug. And I said to my daughter, I said, I think that's grandma because it was just <laughs> one ladybug. How do you connect with the number 13? Um, is it a favorite number, the 13th of a month, or is it an age of someone? 13, strangely enough, is my father's um, lucky number, which is oh, weird because well, it's a bad number. number. But um, they're not mar they weren't married anymore. But yeah. It's, that's okay. Yeah. That's what, look, it could be a way of her bringing up your dad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I said to her earlier, because she said to me, she said, you know, please tell my daughter, I'm sorry that she had to do this on her own. Yeah. And I said, oh, was there anyone there, you know, to help her? And she said, my daughter had to do this all on her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you connect with Connecticut or north of, so if we're in Long Island, are you, do you, where do you live? Um, you, I'm in the Hamptons. Oh, you're in, oh, you're on, you're in Long Island. Yeah. So what would be north? Sometimes when they show me Connecticut, it means just like north of Long Island. So it'd be like Rhode Island, Connecticut, Westchester, well, Massachusetts. West, Westchester, uh, my, my husband lost his sister when she was young. Okay. I felt her in this, in the very beginning of the Well, day. when you said that in the beginning, I, that's mm -hmm. who I thought of. Yes. That's who so I thought no, of. Know that your mom is bringing her forward. Okay, to, they're together. To that they're together. They never on the met. Other side. But would that matter? So, no. When I said to you in the beginning, I'm like, even if the souls didn't know each other here in the physical world, because they're connected to yeah. you, they're connected on the other side. I was wondering if they would go together. Yeah, yeah. She died young. So no, um, and and she, I can see her soul grew on the other side. So she must be over there for some time. Yes. Um, and I almost feel like, does your husband say that he sees his sister in, in your daughters or in one of your daughters? One of my daughters, yes. So know that that's true. Yes. Know that it's her soul present, and more importantly, that her soul is present at that moment. Okay. 
Um, so are your daughters opposite? Complete what, op- like, so I don't understand how I created two I get, opposite. I mean, it's, it's, I want to go like on a, on a show and be like, look at the two complete opposite daughters I've created. They're not alike at all. Cause my symbol for that is when they show me like one has like straight hair and then one has yes, curly, one has curly straight hair. and one has curly. One is like dressed in the, no matter how you try to make her dressed like a girly girl you have her in the white eyelid dress but she's in the backyard digging for worms yeah right right yeah one is exactly yes one's obsessed with school the other could care less if she fails out of school yeah 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 (laughs) so validating that if um your husband wonders from time to time i wonder if my sister knows of my girls knowing how that was her way of validating that she does know. Now, did you name one of the girls after them, form of a name or a middle name? Middle name, yeah. It's knowing that uh, she knows of the children and has held the souls. I just want to write this down because I'll forget it. And I'm, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. That she held the souls and knows of them and watches over. And um, did they even talk about imaginary friends, your daughters? Um, when they were little. They're, you know, they're teens now when they were little, yeah. So know that when... Little children, when children talk about uh, imaginary friends, they're usually the souls of our loved ones. So at the time, I always tell people if it's at, in the moment, I always say, well, show them a picture of, of your husband's sister. And yeah. usually 10 out of 10 times, you say, oh, that was the, the girl that would come play with me. So what about um, animals? Um, my, yep. my dog the other night um, would, would she bark at nothing. Or stared crying. at a, the corner of mm-hmm. my room for a half mm-hmm. hour with a low, like, it's like a weird growl cry, just staring at the corner of the room. That, your mom goes, that was me. Your mom is literally raising her hand. She's like, that was me. That was me. And, and we looked. There was, there was, there was nothing, nothing there. Nothing there. So the reason why young children and animals are so sensitive to the souls of the departed is because their minds aren't busy with, you know, or we, we, we make up excuses if we think we see something. Because your mom just said, you thought you saw me the other day in the house. I did. I, you thought, thought I you saw, saw a light flash okay. by know that that was your mom, know that that was her soul. We tend to sometimes make up, um, well, we don't pay attention or like, ah, you know, I'm tired. I'm seeing things. Young children, they say whatever it is that yeah. they feel. Right. And animals, same thing. They're just reacting to what they're sensing. Animals, they have that amazing instinct, right? Same thing with children. Yeah. So it's not that um, the kids might not see their aunt anymore. It's just that their minds are just a little bit busier and they're not paying attention as much. Right. Um, so especially dogs, animals, they'll sometimes stare at a corner. They'll just stare upstairs like and stare at a landing. A lot of times it is a corner. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll just bark at nothing, mm-hmm. like at a chair mm-hmm. or, or on a couch. Right. Um, I don't know. Your mom goes, um, I feel like, did your mom always brag about you? Yeah. To a fault. Because she's yes. like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even true. Like it was. <laughs> well, she's like, well, well, maybe this will validate. I don't know if this is true or not because I, I don't know, know you. But she's like, Teresa, she's like, you don't understand. My daughter, she was a pageant queen. She did modeling. She did all these no, things. No. Just look at my daughter. But no, th- but she, this... that's in her eyes. I was, I was perfectly mm-hmm. beautiful no matter what. Yeah, that's in her, in her eyes. Yes. And bragging about yes. you on all everything yes. that you've done and that you do. There was something that your mom, I, there was something else that she wanted to talk about. I don't know. Were you supposed to be together 
I don't know if it was, if you guys had this trip planned and it was like long before she got sick. Like if there was a thing where it was like, oh, you know what? I always want to go to Paris. Mm. And I, I feel like, I don't know if it was something your mom always talked about that she wanted to do. I saw you doing it. She um, couldn't travel. She was agoraphobic. So when she passed, I have agoraphobia. Do you know what that that is with the traveling? It's um, where you have panic attacks if you travel. Mm -hmm. So when she told me she was done um, about a month ago, meaning she was ready to go, I promised her I would travel. Mm -hmm. um, because I know she wants me to. It's, you know... So that was big for you. Mm -hmm. Did you, but was there, so was there a time that you, or, or maybe it was something your husband said, like, I want to go here. I want, like, cause I saw you traveling. I, I hope, saw you like, I hope yeah. Yeah, I will be traveling. I mean, I do, I do some, we have a house in Florida um, mm -hmm. that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because I, um, I will travel. So it takes a lot for me to travel. Um, so I, I did make her that promise. But the thing that haunts me is um, when I got to say goodbye, so the place that she was at said, um, there was a, whatever, I was allowed to come in and say goodbye before the final goodbye. And mm -hmm. I told her I would travel and I told her um, it's okay to go. And I said, I'm going mm -hmm. to be strong. And mm -hmm. she couldn't speak anymore. So it would take like an hour for her to get words out. And the last two words she said to me were not strong. So it's like haunting me that she felt I wasn't strong enough for her to pass. And I'm never going to get over, not that I want to get over her death, but that I'm never going to be okay. See, what happens is, especially in times like this, the thing that I find incredible is that your mom, from the second I channeled her, was everything but strong and how strong you were, right? That you had to do everything on your own. You made all of the right choices and decisions. And I think what happens in the end, especially because your mom could not communicate, that was not what she meant. A part of me wonders if she meant she was trying to say she was no longer strong. She was no longer strong. But, um... I don't know. She, I'm asking her for more information and I want her to validate it again. Cause she said to me, my daughter was the strongest woman that I knew. She says everything that my daughter has been through, she is twice the mom, woman, wife that I ever was or ever could be. She, I felt like she was trying to say more than one thing with the not strong. Trying to say something else? Yeah, yeah like well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Because I, I just said to her, I go, why, I go, why do I feel like this is so like, she goes, and that was the problem. She wasn't able to speak and she was trying to say more than one thing. So it was almost like, I want to say like, it's not goodbye. Like right. we, well, it's, I'll see you later. Like right. we, we never want to say goodbye, like right. not goodbye. And that she was, I, I felt like both of you, like, every, like strength was what 
you both possess is strength. Because for your mom to have the strength to go through what she went through and the strength for you as her daughter to be right by her side and to do all of these things, that's strength. Right. So I think she was trying to say two things. I th- she was trying to say a lot. Unfortunately, the, the disease wouldn't allow her to say words. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and, and, and I'm also going to validate this because she threw a food tray at me. That's my symbol for when a disease, usually someone with Alzheimer's or dementia will show me that because it validates they weren't the same in the end and that they did things and said things to someone that wasn't them. It was the disease. It was the illness, not how they felt about them. Mm -hmm. So that's what she did. She made me feel like it was more than one thing she was trying to say and then threw the food tray at me. Mm -hmm. So that was not her. And, and I, and she literally, like, I feel like she stood in front of my face and like so strong. And she's like, I, that is the most horrific thing that my daughter could think that I ever would have thought of that of her. I mean, she never said that to me when she was alive ever. She always was, like you said, bragging about things that weren't even, you know. So it didn't make sense that that would have to be the last thing that she was able to say. But think about it. Think about all the things that she made me feel in those moments that you had with her. That was not what your mom wanted to leave you with. She was trying to say two, more than one thing. And it was the disease, the disability that did not give her the ability to do what she wanted to say. Mm-hmm. She says, I just wanted to jump up and hug my daughter and thank her for everything that she did for me. And how much I loved her and more importantly, how proud I was of her. And Now I understand why it was so important for her to make me feel you walk into that room that last day. That was everything. Yeah. When I walked into the, cause she was still, she was awake. Um, She wasn't in a coma. Her eyes were open, but, and she was breathing, but she could no longer commute, speak, speak. So I said, if you could just squeeze my finger, but she was paralyzed or blink. She couldn't, but she could just move, dart her eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was her way of communicating with me, was darting her eyes. And that's what she told me. She was, and it's almost like you could see the tears in her eyes, that you were there. That is not the feelings or emotions that people show when they're not proud of someone or they don't think someone is strong. Not one moment. Look, and there are moments, I'm going to be honest with you, where I have to say to people, you know what? You could have been there a little bit more for me. You know, you could have. People do hear those things where they, where maybe a little bit could have done things a little bit differently. Not once did your mom indicate in any way, shape or form, nothing like that. And that's the, that's the terrible thing about certain diseases and disabilities where something like this is you were left with. And that's so unfortunate, but not her last words to you. You believe we'll see them again, though? Oh, a, fa- a thousand percent. Your mom talked about all the people that were there yeah. to greet her when she wasn't alone. We, that's why it was important for her to also show other souls that you wouldn't expect to come through today to validate that they are all together. Mm-hmm. We are greeted. Look, from what Spirit tells me, as soon as the soul leaves the physical body, we are greeted 
by our loved ones that have gone on before us. Then we start our life review. Your mom talks about jewelry. She wants to talk about the jewelry. I meant to talk about this earlier. Um, and then I don't know, she's specifically about a pair of earrings. So was there a pair of earrings that you have of hers? I don't know if you lost an earring or- I have her earrings. Okay. I, I, want, I said to her, I said, I want you to validate that I interpreted correctly and that you, um, that those were not the correct words that you left your daughter with. And she showed me jewelry, but then more specifically the earrings. Okay. That it's like I can hear your mom say to you how much she loves you. Yeah. Do you have a children's book that you used to read to your children that you had from your childhood or that you remembered? I, I mean, probably. They're teenagers now. I don't. Well, she showed me the book, Good Night Moon, and then Winnie the Pooh. And I don't have any meaning for those. Yeah, I mean, I read both of those, but. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then she had told me, I love you to the moon and back. Yeah. Those are my symbols for how you, whether that's what you'd say to your girls, whether if it's you had a special way of saying, I love you to your mom, that's what I felt. Yeah, I, would say, I always used to say that to my girls. I mean, I still do. They just don't care as much. They don't care. Yes, I agree. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. <laughs> but I, but again, I. This is the moment that I feel like that your mom's like, okay, now I'm done. My daughter was laughing. Like we laughed a little bit throughout, but it's almost like this is how she wanted it to end with that laughter and that that smiling of, and then it's almost like, oh, you see what it's like now. <laughs> I can, you know, you remember your mom saying things to you, right? Yeah. Now when your kids grow up, now you know what it was like. Well, that's what she used to, she used to say, may you have one like, um, like yourself, you know, meaning may you have uh, yeah. one. Yeah. My mom says to me, my grandmother would used to say, me, uh, today, me, tomorrow, yes, you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but I love how, um, I mean, your mom, um, First of all, I want to I want to thank you for allowing me to share my gift with you today, but most importantly, uh, for trusting me with your mom's soul. Oh, and I I I want to thank you for sharing those last moments because I think that this is something that people don't realize that unfortunately, the way people die sometimes we're left with these uneasy feelings, emotions, whatever they may be, burdens, guilt, and the fact that your mom, not for one second throughout this entire session, indicated that whatsoever. And that was something that she was trying to say more than one thing and came out wrong. And I feel like now she's like, you know, you do that all the time, right, Teresa? Like you said, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, it's, I never questioned her love for me ever in a million, right. million, billion years. Um, and I told her, like, we, our souls are, they're intertwined. And, and even with her not present here, we're, yes. so um, I think it's more of a fear of, I'm mm -hmm. so in a dark place that maybe right. she foresee, like, foreseen that I'm not ever going to get out of this dark place, you know, no. of, of missing her. And this is the beginning. Listen, do you think that this session today is a coincidence? 
No. Absolutely not. No. This is the work of your mom. Yeah. That's how I feel. You know, there are certain things that happen that, you know, it's spirit. Spirit works in mysterious ways. Your mom showed me you traveling, going to Paris. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I do have one question. I keep seeing constantly since she passed. Um, one, the same numbers? Yeah, 1111. 1111? 11. 11. What, what does 1111 mean? So 1111 is like the, the most highest spiritual number they say. Um, that is spirit getting our attention. It's not that, again, that they are the numbers. Right. It's to say, we are with you. So I think this all goes along to saying on that how strong you are, because you also have higher power. You have God watching over you okay. and protecting you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It was it's so nice to meet you. you. Pleasure to meet you. And, and I thank you again for sharing, for allowing me to share my gift and for trusting me with the soul of your loved ones. Thank you. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. My name is Maria Crescido, and I'm from Sag Harbor, New York. It was pretty amazing. My mom was only gone a few weeks, so it was raw. Although I will say, you know, six months later, it's still raw. But I definitely felt like she captured my mom. I believe that there are certain people that have a gift. I believe Teresa is one of those people. So when my friend did this for me and hooked me up with Teresa, I just, I thought it was like I said, she captured her, she, you know, there were certain things, um, like she said, your mom keeps coming in with um, different color hair. And that was my mom. She always was doing her hair and doing different things. And she said, your mom has lipstick on. And my mom was sick for a long time and she cared very much of her appearance. So when she got sick and she could no longer take care of herself and, and, and even what I would do for her was not enough to make her her old self. I think it was, I swear it was one of the hardest things for her. So when Teresa said she's happy because she looks pretty, um, yeah, that was amazing. That warmed my heart. A few of the things that stuck out for me, one was my, my husband had lost his sister when she was younger. And she said, your mom is with someone from like a Westchester area, but she's younger. And I couldn't at first think of who that was. And then I realized it was my husband's sister. She died, she was died in Westchester of leukemia. And they never met, but you know, she said, well, they're together now. And there's just no way she could, you know, you could ever have known such a thing. And again, that was one of those things that, you know, you think about like, will, will she see, you know, the people that she's never met, but that are our family that have passed prior and when people pass everyone loves the person that they lost you know if they're going for a reading there it's it's because they love them and they want to know that they're okay more than anything i felt my mom's presence through teresa before teresa got on the podcast or on on the you know on the reading i felt kind of alone in the room and then when she spoke of her I could see my mom, I could feel my mom, I could saw my mom. The one thing she did, this was amazing. The day before, and it was cold, you know, it was winter. There was one little ladybug on my window in my bedroom. And I said to my younger daughter, I said, I think that's grandma, because it was just one little ladybug. And it was, again, it's cold, you know, there's not usually ladybugs. And she said, why do you think it's grandma? I said, I just feel like it's, it's grandma. And Teresa said, have you seen a ladybug? And I, I think she even said in your room, but she said, have you seen a ladybug, you know, recently? And I said, yesterday. And she said, that was your mom. 
And I said, I knew it was my mom. And you know, I think when people pass, you look for a million signs. I mean, people say, oh, if you see a dime, if you see this. But for me, it's, it's very specific. I have to feel her soul when I see a sign. And Teresa had picked out a few things that had happened over the past few weeks that were specific that I felt my mom and she brought up and then I knew it was, it was real. June 2nd was my mom's birthday and she would have been 77. And certain, I mean, every day is hard. She was my very best friend in the world and I miss her terribly. Christmas was exceptionally hard, but then like Mother's Day was not hard, but her birthday was coming and I felt it. I felt, oh God, this is, this is going to hit me. Like I, I could just, I couldn't like not cry when I thought about her birthday. So, you know, I have two children, a husband, four dogs, a job. And I said, I need to escape that day. Meaning I need to go to the beach. I'm going to shut off my phone and I'm going to try to like just meditate and stare at the water and try to feel her and connect with her and just shut the world off for the day, which I did. And I very much did feel her. So my phone was off, which it's, you know, it's never been off ever, ever. And then I turned it on first thing this morning and saw an email saying, we want to run your mom, you know, your, your pod, the podcast on your mom. Can you call us today? Which was my mom's birthday. I'm sorry. That's not a coincidence. You know, there are a lot of coincidences in the world. And I kept saying to my husband, I just hope she reaches out to me today. I just need to feel her. And that's her reaching out to me. That's just amazing to me. When I saw it, I just, yeah, I broke down. She brought up her wanting to travel. And my mom and I, unfortunately, down our bloodline, we have anxiety disorder. So we don't travel comfortably. So when she said, you know, she did you and your mom talk about traveling? And I'm like, oh, that's that doesn't make any sense because when we travel, we have panic attacks. We, we do it, but we have panic attacks. But then I thought about it after, and that is all she ever spoke about was like, you and I are going to go on that trip and we're gonna have the time of our lives and we're gonna be okay and we're going to do it together. Unfortunately, we never got to take the trip, but it's okay because I have a million other memories of amazing things. It was hard, I, I cried a lot during the reading because Teresa was able to really like I said, made, make me feel her and it was, it was wonderful. I had moments of closure and I still have moments of closure. At the time, I have my friend who, um, he does not believe in anything, anything. And when I was doing this, um, he said prior, like, I, you know, I don't think you should do this and does it make sense? And then he was the first person I called after. And I told him everything Teresa had said. And he was like, okay, I, I, this is crazy, but I believe now. He said, because that's just too many things. That's, there's, there's like, there's a coincidence. There's this, like there could be, but those are not, those are, there are too many things. So at that time I thought, okay, so she's okay. She's with the people she loves and, and I, I could be okay now, so. Yeah, she brought closure definitely at the time, but I go in waves of just feeling, which I think is normal, heartache. From the time I was little, and uh, my mom was a big believer too, I, there are people with gifts. There are people that do not have gifts and that, I mean, I hate to say it, that are scam artists and, and that are able to read people and, and things like that. That's not Teresa. Um, I What I felt from her 
um, was first of all that she truly cares. Like it, it, it's it's not a job for her. It's not you know she cared. She um, she's very empathetic. She's very sympathetic, and she wants you to know that your loved one is okay. She wants you to know that, and she's the real deal. I've met with people before and they've done readings, you know, and you kind of walk away and you're like, seriously, <laughs> you know? So, but no, there was nothing, you know, that she wasn't just like throwing things out there to see if they stick or anything like that. She took her time. She cared what I was feeling, what I was saying, and she's real, you know, she has a gift. I'm just thankful, you know? I'm thankful for the few people like Teresa that have these gifts that can give us some peace at a time when we are broken. They have the glue to just kind of like put us back together. So thank you. Thank you to Teresa.